Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, this is Rebecca Levy. Welcome to Parenting Bites. I'm here in the New York studio this week with Amy Oztan, SelfishMom.com. Hi, Amy. Hello. And Andrea Smith. Hello. Tech guru extraordinaire. That's just what I love that title. I know, because I say it every week, and that's always great. Um, We have a really great show today. We are going to cover two topics, and the first one, we have a special guest. So our first topic is going to be for all of you who are already on, like, week three, week four, some unfortunate people who are, like, maybe on week five of summer vacation with their children (laughs) and are now at that point where they're thinking, like, what was I thinking not sending my kids to camp and I'm ready to kill them and let's just go watch TV. Um, so we have Babette Roberts, who is also known as Camp Mom NYC. And full disclosure, I should, right? Don't I have to fully disclose, Babette, that I've known you for like a really long time? A really <laughs> long time, yeah. <laughs> um, our kids were at school together forever from kindergarten on. Um, so she's a neighborhood mom, which is how I know that she does Camp Mom NYC because I see all the amazing things she's doing on Facebook that I would never do. <laughs> but I'm so inspired. Oh, yeah. I am always like, I can't believe she's doing that. That looks awesome. Um, and then our second topic, we're going to talk about this New York Times article that is based on a documentary coming out on PBS next Monday. Uh, screen, is screen addiction taking a toll on children? Actually, it doesn't even ask. It says screen addiction is taking a toll on children. And it's a really unbelievable. It's eye-opening. It is so eye-opening. And the documentary will be on Monday. But we're going to talk about it now. And then maybe we'll talk about it next week after yeah. we watch the documentary, too. But it's a really eye-opening article. And then we'll have our Bites of the Week. So let's jump right in with Babette. We're so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. Thanks. (laughs) So I have to say, we've talked a lot about summer camp on the show and the benefits of summer camp. And obviously, summer camp is something that is not in the reach of many, many people. Right. um, But also can and or just conflicts with your family plans or you just don't want to do it, whatever it is. But for a lot of people, it is camp mom. I mean, that truly is. There's not so much camp dad. There's some. There's some. (laughs) There's There's definitely some. Yeah. But you don't just do your little like fake camp mom like all these people are like camp mom and really like their kids are sitting and watching tv no 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 <laughs> there's like, none of that there's none of no, that there's none of that so let's jump in and talk about how you started this whole truly like this camp mom and then how you come up with all of the amazing activities that you do with your kids well i started in like tw- 2005 when Bennett was like a small little person Um, and I did it because summer is fun in New York there's so much free stuff to do there's so much things to do and I wanted to have some structure to our day with a little one and it was just me at home while the hubby's out working and so I started like trolling around and this was before like Google and everything like that so I would just troll around yes this was before you could do any of that so I would just troll around like things I saw at libraries uh, stuff I'd pick up at you know sandbox stories in Central Park and then I would make calendars for basically the whole summer of different things that we would do and it wasn't until last year that it sort of became this thing on Facebook that I started to do and so I Google constantly I like go to different sites and see and and then there were things that we just that I just organically do we do um, 
in August this thing called Game Day, which is, and we make a banner and we hang it up at the house. <laughs> and it's very Brady Bunch. <laughs> it is. It's, it, and, and to be honest with you, it's one of the kids' favorite days to do. And I think it's because they get undivided attention from me on that day. We're not at a museum. We're usually at the house. And we play as many games as we possibly can. One round of every game oh we own. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like board games? Board games, wow. card games. It's all, it's all board games and card games. It has nothing no video. to do with no video. No video. <laughs> and that's what we do for the whole day. And sometimes we'll hear the ice cream truck scream outside. And so we're like, ice cream. And we make a mad dash and chase down the ice cream truck like we all used to do when we were kids. But that's, you know, those are the sort of things that we do. And I just plan for us to go around the city, museums, things like that. So let's talk about museums for a second. Because a lot of times you'll say to a kid, we're going to the museum. And you get the eye roll, the, like, worst idea ever. (laughs) And, like, how are you going to bribe them to go? Um, But there's ways to do museums with kids. There is. That is different than you as an adult might approach the museum. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what we do are, a lot of museums do scavenger hunts, which my two boys tend to like. They like hopping. Tell us how old your boys are now. My boys are 9 and 13. Okay. One's about to turn 10 in two weeks. And uh, so, yeah, so scavenger hunts are great. My boys love to do that. They go from thing to thing to thing. So it's not like, a, oh, we got to be in this room and look at the painting. <laughs> right. We just jump from one thing to the next. Also, what we do is we do a lot of the audios. I'll, I'll swing for the audios. I and love the audios. It's the best. The, it's, it completely changes the entire experience yep. because... They take the museum at their own pace while you're taking it at your own pace. And they'll actually pull me and say, listen to what I, come over here and hear what I heard about this painting or that thing. And then I sort of let them choose, too, where in the museum they are most interested in going into. Um, so I let them decide sometimes which which room. The one time that, that happened was when we were at the Met, and they wanted to see the Confederate pictures, the photographs at the Met of, uh, war, of the Civil War, and w- they were blown away. And I had to literally drag them out of there. Hmm. I said, "It's time for lunch. We need to go." It was it was amazing. Yeah. So like for people who don't live in New York, yep, um, which is probably most of our listeners. Um, I feel like there's so much probably you can do in any town. It's really just how you're structuring your day, right? And the key to it is structuring your day and right. not having it be, we talked a few weeks ago about a mom who's like, <laughs> camp mom, and she was like, 8.30 to 9 o'clock math, 9 to 10.30 oh, phonics, no. 10 to 10. And we were like, oh, my God, these poor kids are being held hostage in their yeah, home yeah. <laughs> in, like, workbooks. Um, so for people who aren't in New York, how would you suggest that they go about starting to sort of build what that what that week looks like? Well, I, I had a couple of years where we did themes, which my kids were sort of like, oh, no themes, <laughs> themes, mommy. Um, but I sort of chose what I, I mean, I chose what interests me a lot of times is what, is how Camp Mom goes, is what interests me. So we'll, you know, we'll visit a museum and on the way there we're reading a book. There's no screen time on the travel to and from, that sort of thing. And... I'll choose regular things that I like to do that are relatively cheap, um, sort of messy. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't mind the mess. So we'll tie-dye usually or markers with, you know, T-shirts for that sort of stuff that you want to do. Um, when they were little, we did lots of stuff with, like, sidewalk chalk paint, um, you know, that sort of thing like that. So, you, you know, we 
the, the whole thing for Camp Mom, for me, was to get us out of the house. It was to just get them out in the sunshine, get them outdoors, um, trying to squeeze in some kind of culture down their <laughs> little throats, if I could. But a lot of it was just trying to structure stuff like that. Sometimes Camp Mom, even now, is just going to the park with water balloons and and letting them get completely disgusting and then hosing them down when we got home. And do you find that your 13-year-old is aging out of it at all? Like, I'm trying to imagine roping my 13-year-old into doing this, and he would be like, see, uh, but maybe because he's done it all along? I think because Bennett's done it all along. I mean, I've sometimes said, would you guys, do you guys want to go to camp? And they both have shut me down totally and been like, no, we want to hang out with you. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And I don't know what the magic sauce is for me. Do it's they ever just... want to invite a friend to join them? And we do do that. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes I do have to break up the two of them. I have <laughs> to mix up the dynamic. Like enough brotherly love. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's just, we have to add another human being besides the three of us in our bubble um, in order to break up that, that sort of dynamic. Um, so yeah, we'll, we do invite friends and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of the time, they're pretty okay. And I mean, I don't know of a 13-year-old yet who's aged out of water guns and just like <laughs> running around a park trying to, you know, shoot zombies or whatever that they do. Um, yeah. So yeah. So you also do a lot of like side trips. Mm-hmm. We do. Um, so when you plan those, you sort of, it seems to me, from what I've seen on Facebook, um, you plan them the same way. Like you're going to Boston or you're going to Philly or you're going to D.C. and you guys have a similar structure for how you're going to approach those trips, which I think everybody can take something from because we all take those weekend trips and then we're sort of in the same stuff. Like, are we hitting the museum? Are we doing this? There's always something someone wants to do and not always what the kids want to do. Right. I mean, when we do side trips, like we are going to Boston today um and we're doing we're going to do the freedom trail when we get up there we're going to walk that so we did tell the boys put on your strap on some shoes because <laughs> you know how they get at this age even though they're new yorkers they're like i don't want to walk <laughs> like we're new yorkers this is what we do um so yeah we sort of have ideas of what we want to do but we do keep it kind of loose to sort of check in if there's something nearby that we haven't thought of or whatever, then we sort of take advantage of what's local. Um, but we do. My husband, my husband's a, a tour guide, so he, he's used to planning the whole trip. Um, but we do sort of keep it kind of low-key. We're going to go here, we're going to enjoy this for a little bit, and then we're going to go there and enjoy that for a little bit. And we just sort of roll with what's around us as well. Do you see this as something that your kids will probably do with their kids? Like, I feel like this is so... Um, such a big part of their childhood growing up with you like that this is like they're like you said they didn't even want to go to camp like they this don't, is their thing which amazes me I keep waiting I'm looking at my <laughs> clock going okay and when is that like I can't stand my mother <laughs> going to hit and it hasn't hit yet or just being embarrassed to be seen with you you know hey how about that <laughs> yeah exactly when does that that's so far that hasn't happened that's awesome I, you know um, I hope so I hope they do um, you know I mean we used to make uh we used to make every year we made our own t-shirts. They would choose the color and then I would just print out, you know, on those those t-shirt transfer things and iron my little heart out in the heat of the <laughs> summer. Um, and we would have our own t-shirt. And so we've got like about six years of those. Um, and I hope I hope they pass it on. 
you know? I mean, we've had some really good times together. Really, really good times together. I think that's what's so nice about it, right? Everyone is sort of lost in some way, like, what summer is. I think summer used to be a lot freer and, like, used to actually have a little more family time, and now parents are working so much. Like, no one has that same break, or a lot of people just don't. It's nice to be able to capture that. Yeah. I I would say that, you know, as they've gotten older, I sort of plan where we're going to go. Like, we went to the Conservancy Water where they have the boats, and I just sat and sort of, like, chilled, and I let them do their thing. Right. Without me hovering, I'm trying not to hover and say, "Let's watch this." Let's, let's blah, 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 and just to let them go right. and let them figure uh, it out on their own. Now, if the boat sinks, then I'll figure <laughs> out how to take that out of the water. But to really try and let them have more freedom to figure out one where we're going to go. Sometimes, what what interests? Do they them? give you input on what they want to do, or they just leave it to you? Are you kidding? It's a th- <laughs> I have a thirteen-year-old. There's no there's yeah. no leaving it up to mom. No, I get input, you know, a lot, you know, from him, and from the nine-year-old who's about to turn ten. Right. Um, and so I sort of let us, you know, I say we're getting out of the house. I don't know what we're going to do, but if you have some ideas, we're definitely not staying here all day. Um, but yeah, I tend to try and let them do are they so exhausted when they get back like do they just plop on the couch and yes yeah (laughs) the real point that is really the point is to take them out and bring them home dirty and exhausted Uh (laughs) like feed them and send them to bed exactly it's the best that is the best yeah when does your vacation (laughs) well that is the only downside of camp mom although as they've gotten older they tend to want to do some stuff on their own now they can we have a courtyard in the back so i'm like you need to get out and i need to clean (laughs) the eight billion pieces of popcorn that you've eaten on the floor and stuff so i do do that um but definitely when they were younger no they're i mean no camp mom was on you know seven days a week. Right. You need spa mom next. Spa mom. <laughs> that's it. Maybe you should do a spa day where that's what they do. They give you a manicure. Oh, God. That manicure. would be awesome. Yeah. I'll see how that rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Let's paint mom's toes. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that'll go over as well as it goes over. in my invite head. Invite a girl over. <laughs> Well, I think it's awesome. I think everyone should go go to facebook.com slash campmomnyc and you'll see a ton of ideas. And if you had a top three of like, no matter where you are in the country, what you where you can find great resources, you think, for what's going on near you or ideas, what are your, like your, besides Google, like what right. are your go-to sites? Well, I like, uh, there's a site I like called Make and Take. Um, Happy Hooligans is a big one for me too. I like everything that Happy Hooligans does. Um, she's amazing. She's also on Instagram. Um, and that's where I learned how to uh, use Elmer's glue to make prints, you know, batik. Um, tie-dyeing and stuff, which I did this year. So um, I learned from her. And then, you know, I just, I really troll a lot of, like, the local parks um, and just see what's going on in the parks all the time. See, and that's important because sometimes my husband and I will look and say, oh, there was the Lincoln Center concert in the park. How did we miss that? How did we not know about that? And there's so many things that I would like to do in the summer when I'm in the city, and I just don't know about it. That would be a great, like, 
newsletter for somebody just yeah. like what's going you should do right. a camp mom weekly because <laughs> you need more work to do weekly round <laughs> now her kids are old enough that she can put them to work on well I, yes yeah. Yeah. and this year we decided to start vlogging because nice. i was like let's do that and i made bennett be completely in charge of it and he was like oh my god i'm gonna edit and do it and so he's in charge of that but also that's what i do try to do on camp mom is i try to give today's highlights of things that I would do um, and that does include like you know things that are happening in the park the outdoor movies um, what's going on at Lincoln Center and all that sort of stuff and a lot of it tends to be more on it's on the free side mm -hmm. usually cause oh we like those okay yes. I'm going to her site and looking <laughs> freeze <laughs> freeze the freeze good <laughs> yeah and if you're not in New York there are sites like that for other for other yeah. cities you know like Mommy Poppins has expanded Mommy Poppins a is a great site, one a Mommy Poppins Mommy Nearest yep. sometimes Time Out if you're in a city with a Time Out yep and, time out um, kids, and List yeah. Serves yeah and that's all good alright well we are going to take a quick sponsor break and we'll be back to discuss screen addiction is taking a toll on our children we'll be right back you're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy okay so topic two is um, an article in today's New York Times, July 7th, by Jane Brody, who, it's like the personal health columnist. This was so interesting that they were doing it in that area of the paper and not in like tech or yeah but I think because it came out of the a lot of it came out of the American Academy of Pediatrics reports and it was all different studies so right. Jane does a lot of that so the documentary is called Web Junkie and it's being we're all like rolling around we're all, everyone's so horrified after reading this it's not even funny it's going to be on Monday on PBS and it highlights the tragic effects on teenagers who become hooked on video games playing for dozens of hours at a time without breaks to eat sleep or even use the bathroom so I'm guessing there's like a teen diaper market yeah. waiting to happen here <laughs> and they come to view the real world as fake it seems it's it's just all in China that this. Is I, I was just going to say because I, I remember doing a story on this um, about two years ago, and and it is it, they're not talking about here, but there yet. are yet, yet yet, but there are very uh, definite documented cases of kids who have literally not left the house for days. There was a kid who died. Games. Yeah, there was exactly. a kid who died in China or Japan because yep. they stopped. It was Japan, they never took a break. I think it was Japan. Yep. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, he was like 15 that. or 16 or something. He couldn't yeah. stop playing. And so they video consequently games. they started these rehab programs for them, but the, apparently they have very draconian kind of <laughs> methods in the rehab. So, you know, and there's no real um, research yet to show even that that does any good. You know, what happens? What are the consequences of those? But they know that technology does change things in your brain in terms of activating the same reward centers that drugs and alcohol so like there is a Sugar real yeah, yeah there's a real physical change that can happen and addiction is real um and this was really scary so they said this kaiser family foundation study in 2010 so i'm sure that this is even twice what this was in 2010 said so the average eight to ten year old spends nearly eight hours a day with a variety of different media and older children and teenagers spend more than 11 hours a day i mean that is I don't even know how you have that many hours in a day to look at a screen. <laughs> I I don't even, I really, that is shocking. Eight hours a day. And that's even when they're in school? Well, so we've had this conversation before about the problem with school and school switching to so much screen time. Right. Is that now your kids are also getting screen time at school. How do you balance yeah. that at home? If And they're calling it, it's learning screen time. But for a lot but of classrooms, still, it's not. Right. 
it's like reward time with the iPad or they're just kind of including an iPad to make it seem like they're doing technology in the classroom, but like they'll be playing Monopoly on an iPad instead of just busting out the board game. Um, it's really horrible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we start to balance, but this was really scary because um, I feel like China has become like a testing ground for this in some ways. And we're all seeing them go first into this frightening, I don't know, this frightening area path. of, yeah, of this real tech addiction and how, I mean, these people aren't taking bathroom breaks. How is that possible? How can you, I, wow. I mean, not even a parent around to say like, why don't you just shut it off for a minute and go to the bathroom? I don't. That's that's mind blowing. Uh, the mind, like when you get to that point, what do you say? Like, how did it get to that point? How did you right? Have to how did you have to, to tell bathroom? somebody to go to the bathroom? So I mean, we go back to you know, are parents supposed to monitor this and say, enough, you're done, get out of the house, go play in the courtyard? Or well, I always go by my kids' behavior. Like, I want them to be able to relax. Like, their time is their time, and I've never limited their screen time unless they start misbehaving because of it. Like you can see if they've been sitting there for four hours playing a video game and you can, and they're, you know, they snap at me or they're fighting with each other. Then I take the things out of their hands and I say, get out, don't come back for an hour. You know, right. I don't want to see you. I, I, I go by how it's affecting them. Yeah, I think what's interesting about this article, she does a couple things that I actually really hate in journalism, which is she has like her little personal anecdote about her grandsons as if that then extrapolates to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. um, so the article itself is a little flighty um, and definitely is coming from, I think Jane Brody's maybe in her six, 70s, 60s, yeah. um, coming from an older generation's look at, you know, she said her, her grandparent, her grandson seemed destined to suffer some of the yeah. negative effects of video games. He gets up a half hour early on school days to play them. Yeah, so does my son. I right. mean, I'm impressed by that, actually. You'll give up sleep to play video games? Go right. to you. And the, I will say, and she said when they eat out, they get their, they are on the devices before and after the meal, too. So, like, obviously part of this is just grandparents being like, this is so awful. Yeah. What you well, because it's not what they did. It was it's a lot. Of, it was, the them. article was very like get off my lawn ish. <laughs> yeah, but I also agree. But then if she's out to dinner with her grandkids, then who's giving them the device? Right, I don't understand. Right, so, right. so our grandparent, is she handing the device to the kids? Or is so this that what she's observing about her daughter or son raising? Uh, right. But that part of me was like, well, why is they, Why are they out to dinner with you and you've got, they've got the device? Right. And yeah. same if with the, the grandfather picking him up from school. He said, and the grandfather said, there's no conversation anymore. Well, like, take the well, damn device out of the device away. away. And say, when like, your grandfather picks you up, you're not on your, right. not paying Candy Crush right. in the backseat. If right. that bothers right. you, then you have to control the situation. Yes. Frankly, I'm the one who wants them on their devices in the car so they won't fight. You right. know, but if you don't like that, well, but yeah, to that point, I mean, when I walk into a restaurant, so nothing drives me more crazy than, you know, a night out with my husband where we're spending money going to a nice restaurant and there's screaming kids there, which, you know, a lot of people take their kids out now. When I walk into a restaurant and I see kids with little mini iPads in front of them, I go, oh, that's nice. They won't be screaming <laughs> during dinner. I'm so scared. And I, I just, well, for me, from that perspective, I'm thrilled with it. Mm -hmm turn it around if I were out with my son I absolutely would want him to talk to me right, or like, to be involved right. and be engaged I want so other it's a very selfish perspective no, I, I'm with yeah. you on that I want other people's kids to be attached to their devices so that with they headphones. don't bother me with, right. with, headphones. with headphones it's very important yes. but my kids can behave in a restaurant and if they yeah. can't I yank them out of there and I threaten them with everything short of death so that they can go back in and behave. So right. yeah. they should be able to behave without with a device. Yeah. They really should. They should be able to behave without yeah. a device. Right. And I think part of this point of the article, which was really interesting, was that we're not giving kids time to just daydream. 
that it's okay to not have something in your hands or doing something all the time. And I totally agree with that. Like, I completely I, agree with you that. You have to be able to zone out. Yeah. You have to, You like sometimes you are sitting in the back seat. And I think for a lot of us, we know that those conversations with their kids happen a lot of times when they're in the While back you're seat. you're driving. Because you're not making eye contact right. and they feel very safe to speak and all of a sudden things come, or you're overhearing conversations that's going on in the back seat. And if everyone's plugged into a device, none of that happens so you're losing a key tool as a parent <laughs> when they're just yeah. on the other device. hand i have to say you know my son grew up playing video games um you know at the very beginning of video games he had the first sony playstation no i was at uh, the very beginning of <laughs> games, <so laughs> well yes Atari yes yes well, I, I started on a commodore 64 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. okay <laughs> okay love my but he you know now he's in the working world he's he's older he works until 10 11 o'clock at night he gets home and the same way you know we come home from work and we need to veg a little bit we need to relax he'll have dinner at that hour and I, you know i used to work at abc until 11 or midnight i'd come home and watch uh, star trek reruns or <laughs> you know something to relax he turns on his video games and i said to him one day gosh you know you're up to like 2 a.m because of course he gets involved and he said but this is my relaxation you know i'm not ready to go to bed this is what i do this is my downtime to just zone out play some video games yeah. Yeah. and I get that you do have to limit yourself though because they have so many studies that yeah. that actually affects your sleep it does so yeah. you think you're not tired and you think you're unwinding but it's actually right. keeping you very active and revving you up um, which is it, you the just, whole light you can't thing. judge it it's like yeah. people when you drink and you think it's making you happier but it's actually a depressant in the end right like those things don't work the way you think they're working yeah. well I know when when we were dealing with a bunch of issues because I agree like you could see that it f affects their um, their mood with each other they do they start to snap at each other and stuff like that and so I mean I did have a discussion with Bennett about the fact that this was an addiction and he he said to me but it's not drugs or alcohol I said no but this is the thing every week you're asking me for a new game and that's the same thing. You're looking for the next high <laughs> or whatever to get you through. And it's always a new game. And I said, and you, and he will, like, if I go, like, let's get off the computer and eat or whatever. And that's when all of a sudden he goes, like, oh, you know what? I need to go to the bathroom. I'm like, <laughs> that's an addiction, my friend. And yes. the fact that you, ca you can't regulate yourself, I have to regulate for you and yeah. tell you to get off is an addiction and he sort of was like okay yeah. so right. I don't know how much of it sunk in but I said I'm sorry this is an addiction like pretty much anything else it's because hard. of these these things it's hard to um it's harder than anything else except maybe alcohol because alcohol is also everywhere but I feel like everyone is on their device like we've had mm -hmm. this conversation that we'll go on vacation with my family not my family my husband's family and those they're my nieces and nephews are all on an ipad at the table mm -hmm. and i don't allow it for my daughters and then they're stuck staring at their cousins who are all on devices at the end of the table and i feel terrible for them i'm like well now what so am i supposed unfair. to do like right. um it's a really hard thing when everyone else is plugged in yeah to take that but stand. I, to go back to to go back to the point of the article i'm just wondering so at what point does the U.S. say, okay, we need to set rules? I mean, you can, can you set rules on this? I, I don't think no. aside from parenting and what you choose as a personal preference, you can't say kids should not do more than this many hours a day or they're going to be addicted. Well, and the then American we're Society for Pediatrics has, right? Yeah. They've said yeah. right. no well, they've set guidelines. kids under two right. and no. I'd love to see how many of them actually follow their own. <laughs> 
guidelines. Um, so I, we have guidelines. So do parents, you know, do more parents need to just try to follow them? Do they need to enforce them? I'd be curious to hear what people do. I don't know. I don't follow, follow the guidelines for how much I should exercise either, you know? It's like how many of us follow the guidelines? Right. I think guidelines bump up against reality, right? right? I mean, one of the things in this article, and I think that'll be very interesting in the documentary, is this idea that parents are handing screens to soothe their kids, and their kids right. are losing the ability to self-soothe. Right. Yeah. And that, that. is cr- that is huge, because you actually see it as, like, lifesaver. This is the greatest thing ever. Your kid's screaming, right. you hand them an iPad, and they're done. Like, who yeah. wouldn't want that? Right. And you realize, oh, my kid never knew how to calm themselves down. Right. Or for you to even check in on what actually is bothering yes. them. Yeah. You just shoved this thing in right. their device. What What is it? Did yeah. you have to go to the bathroom? Are you uncomfortable? Are you hot? Are you not happy with where we're at? Well, you know, be it. I mean, sometimes because I'm with my two boys constantly, um, there are times where it's like, well, I didn't want to do that. And then the other one's like, well, I feel like doing this. And I just go, okay, so it's somebody's turn to have a tantrum. I elect you. (laughs) So go do it. And then we're just going to do this other thing over here. I think parents tend to be afraid of the tantrum. And and that also is a way that your kids control you as well. I've, I've said to my kids, because timeouts, although there's like another article that came out saying, yes, t- you, I posted yeah, that you posted too. this thing. We'll about, talk about that next week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> about timeouts and stuff like that. But I said to my kids, sometimes when they would act up, and a, a timeouts always for us happen in the bathroom. And I actually got that from a comedian who said, when you're in the bathroom, there's nothing else to do (laughs) but sit there and think about your life in the bathroom. And so I was like, that's brilliant. I'm going to do that. So that's usually where it is. And so when the boys would act up in public, I would sort of go like, you know, there's always a restroom somewhere. We can go and sit in a nasty Starbucks (laughs) stall and think about our lives if that's how you want it to be. So don't think that that just having this out loud thing happen in public is going to embarrass me and I'm going to do whatever you want to do. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So I think I think parents get afraid of the yeah. tantrum. And then well, your kid doesn't know how to deal with that, right, yeah. either, when they have a tantrum and that device isn't around. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's getting very much into um, a visit from the goon squad territory. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> um, we will be right back with our bites of the week, and maybe it'll be the goon squad. <laughs> but we'll see. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. All right, we are back for our Bites of the Week. Who's first? I can go first. Amy's first. Um, I have two because uh, for the second week in a row, I ended up crying on public transportation after finding one. <laughs> um, so the, the first one, do you remember a while back? I think it was maybe it was Super Bowl. I don't know. Um, always had the Like a Girl video, that mm-hmm. fantastic video. Um, they have a new one called Unstoppable. And it's, it's you know, made me cry on the subway. So check that out. We'll we'll post that. Um, Wait, you were watching videos on the subway? I was subway? just thinking that. Well, oh, wow. <laughs> Station okay. Wait a second. So <laughs> after I get into Manhattan, almost all of the stops have Wi-Fi in the station. So like oh. while you're in the station, you connect, you grab what you can. I didn't load the, the whole video of the first station, but I was able to load the whole video of the second station and watch it. Um, yeah, so not in Brooklyn. We don't get that. But once I get into the city, I can do that. Um, so the second one... Uh, twice last week, my daughter heard the ice cream truck go by, grabbed Yay. her shoes, and <laughs> tore out the door, running after it. And each time, I was doing my worst Eddie Murphy impression, going, Ice cream! <laughs> the ice cream is coming! <laughs> and my 
kids have no earthly idea Aww. what I'm talking about, which is so sad. So Eddie Murphy's Delirious is so inappropriate <laughs> for children. Beyond. I don't care. <laughs> I am going to, I have the Just CD. find that clip. Yeah, I'm going to play them the ice cream clip, which is also very inappropriate, but I don't care. My kids watch a lot of inappropriate stuff. Um, and I don't even know if this is like, if it lives anywhere online that we can link to it legally, but I'll try to find it. I bet it, you could find a clip of yeah, it. Yeah, probably. And if not, you know, it's definitely it's, it's on cream. CD. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's such a great skit. And, you know, mom, throw down some money. Right. So if, we, if I can't find it, I'll just recite the entire thing for you. Um, so, yeah, that's my bite of the week. Uh, I'm, I'm going to sit my children down, take their devices away, and make them listen to it. <laughs> Inappropriate awesome. TV. Yes. <laughs> Inappropriate TV. It's summertime. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, right, mine is actually an app. It's called um, The Night Sky, and it's by iCandy Apps, I-C-A-N-D-I Apps. And what it is is when you turn on your phone, and I, I've got, like, a version of it. When you turn on your phone, it does this little lovely swirly constellation thing, and this music comes on. And then as you hold your phone up to the sky, it'll actually show you what constellation awesome. is above you. Cool. And so when Saturn and, what was it, Saturn and Venus were yeah. really prominent last week, I like totally downloaded it and was like oh my god this is amazing and showing the boys and it has this celestial music that sort of plays so it's like being in your own personal planetarium let's just stop Ooh. and reflect for a moment on how amazing that is that it's a so phone amazing. can do that it's mm -hmm. the perfect integration of yeah. real life and technology yep. <laughs> cool. It's, I would try very, that. It's very hip. My kids adore it. I <laughs> love it, especially in New York where you can't really see the sky. Exactly. <laughs> right. cool. exactly. Look, that's what you look, would be looking at. Would be behind. <laughs> 200 years ago, that's what it looked like. <laughs> exactly. Take it camping. You'll see everything. Exactly. So Andrew? I have a gadget of the week. And um, so we had another round of colds and fevers and sickness in my house. I swear I just need to, like, open all the windows and fumigate the entire yeah. house. Um, which I'm going lights. to do because everyone's <laughs> away this week. Um, so I, I realized that in 10 years' time, we have not had a working thermometer <laughs> in my house. I mean, I, I don't know if that means I'm a bad mom, I don't care, go to the doctor, <laughs> whatever, you have a fever, take some Tylenol. But my husband was sick. He's such a baby. I'm sorry. He's such a baby. <laughs> and, um, but he was really sick in February and had to be hospitalized. So I really wanted to keep an eye on this. So I have this Kinza, K-I-N-S-A, smart thermometer. It is the size of a regular thermometer. It can be used orally or rectally for babies. Uh, we chose orally. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's the same size, but it's 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 flexible, and one end of it is the end that goes into your iPhone. It goes into the headphone jack. Imagine we were that. wondering That's why it amazing. had two yes, probes right. on there. <laughs> <laughs> like very. It alien. goes into the headphone jack of your iPhone. Of course, you download the app, and the the fun thing for kids, I would imagine, although my husband couldn't do this, um, is all of a sudden these balloons pop up on screen. And so you're kind of sitting there. I hold the iPhone. He had the thermometer in his mouth. And these balloons pop up on screen, and you pop the balloons. It's a little diversion game. And within 20 seconds, boom, you get your temperature. And then you can assign it to a profile. So now I've assigned everyone in our house a profile. Now, I could, if I had a small child, send this to the doctor or track That's it and make cool. a report. That's very cool. Send it to the doctor. Add in symptoms. You can look up symptoms. Um, so it really goes don't beyond. Yeah, I no. know. I didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't send that to your doctor. Cry baby husband. <laughs> 
there was no cure. So I, I just think it's cool because if I had a small child, it's a really neat way of just tracking and kind of seeing what their temperature is during, you know, if they're prone yeah. to it. So I am thrilled with this. I have to tell you, it was easy, easy to clean, very easy to clean, and just so um, convenient because your phone is always there. That's awesome. It's an Amy will post a picture of it on our Facebook page. Yes, I will. Um, okay, so my bite of the week is so not techy at all. It is sunscreen. So again. I am, I am as, <laughs> as again. So I did. I talked about that sparkle sunscreen, pale once, but that was for kids. I'm as pale as pale can be. And we were out at the beach this weekend, um, which is always, honestly, all summer is just like an endless battle for me. So I found a couple years ago that I would get rashes when I was in the sun and I always assumed it was the sun like you know people get like heat rash it's totally not it's totally a reaction between the sun the heat and the sunscreen oh, chemicals wow. oh wait really yeah yeah I've yeah. heard of it's this it's not just because yeah. I always thought mine was sun poisoning nope I, nope change your sunscreen so it's from the chemicals yeah. in sunscreen yeah so I switched to all mineral sunscreen right 100% physical block sunscreen oh, it's wow. titanium oxide and zinc oxide and the problem with um physical block sunscreen like that is that it's really thick like it's really hard to rub in i'm already as white as can be it makes me another <laughs> shade lighter um it's like and clown it, makeup it really is it's been so thick and now in the last few years because there's been so much interest around it and so many people moving away from all the chemical sun sunscreens that they've become better and better and i have found the holy grail and it is goddess garden sunscreen Okay. It is because it comes in a spray and it's not an aerosol spray. So it's not the spray that gets in your lungs. It's like a uh, pump. That, God forbid, someone's downwind. If you on the, They really need to ban those, first of all. It's like they just send up a chemical wave into the air that affects everyone. Well, so, and half the sunscreen gets everywhere is, else but you. Just, right, which, which is a drag because I actually love those. I yeah, love them. I, I, I'm responsible for most of that cloud. Yeah, me too. <laughs> because it makes it fast. It makes it easy. Oh, my God. It's While like, my kids are running and like, I don't want any. Right, just like spray me. the back of their legs. So <laughs> this is a spray, but it has it's a real, like, direct directional spray mm -hmm. uh, so it's not aerosol it doesn't fly into okay. the air so first of all you also it's really expensive which is good because it doesn't go through you don't go through a ton of <laughs> bottles of it like you will go through 8,000 bottles of the copper tone or Neutrogena um, so it goes on and it is it's white but it totally is like thin 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 rubs in it's a little sticky when you first rub it in and then that dissolves and it's a hundred percent chemical free uh -huh. so it is the holy grail it is a spray that doesn't get in your lungs. It is no <laughs> chemicals. Um, it's called Goddess Garden. They have it at Whole Foods, but I recommend getting it on Amazon, as we recommend everything, because you can. It's much cheaper, and you can buy it in bulk and mm -hmm. like just get it. Um, but I so I sent my girls to camp with, and my girls, you know, tan like crazy. What is it about the sunscreen? So when I was in Cancun recently, literally my entire hand and arm was red, bumpy yeah. welts. Yeah. And I just presumed it was sun poisoning, no. that I had just gotten too much sun, even though I was wearing, like, number 45 sunscreen. So you're saying it's a reaction to the sunscreen? It's the heat combining with the chemicals in the sunscreen a lot of the times. There are yep. so they are such heavy chemicals, man-made, crazy chemicals, two of which are banned in Europe but are in almost every American sunscreen. Hmm. Um, if you go to EWG, the Environmental Working Group, they have a great sunscreen app, and they rate all of them. And if you look at the ones you're probably using, they're, like, in the red for every bad oh. And also SPF over 30 is, like, a bunch of bull anyway, so you should never count on that, which is also a big pet peeve of theirs. They mm -hmm. want companies to stop being able to label things over right, 30. Right, like 85. It's, like, not true. Um, and you have to reapply. But so I highly recommend. Okay, so that's fascinating. That is a garden. really great tip. So that's my tip. Um, it's safe for babies, safe for adults. Just go and get yourself some. It's more expensive. It's totally worth it. And it doesn't make Rebecca look whiter. 
It didn't. It does like initially, <laughs> but then it dissolves. <laughs> it doesn't leave a pasty white thing. I will say, if your husband is hairy, <laughs> he's going to have a little more trouble rubbing it in. Um, but that goes learned. for all sunscreen. That goes for all sunscreen until they make a truly clear one. That's men just hairy men just have to look a little look a little like they're getting white fur. I don't know what to tell you. And the top of your head too. Men don't forget the top of your head. So that is it for this week. Um, you can check us out at Facebook.com/slash/ParentingBites where we'll have links to everything we talked about today. Amy does an amazing write-up. She'll have a picture of the dual probe thermometer. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have links to Babette's Facebook page at facebook.com slash campmomnyc. Um, You can check us out on Twitter at hashtag ParentingBites. And of course, on iTunes, ParentingBites. Subscribe, rate us, and review us because that helps push us up in the search on iTunes. And of course, at play.it where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. Until next week. Bye. See ya. Use your sunscreen. (laughs) 